Glory to God. Friday night, live. Thank you, Lord. You know why? Because we got life. We got life. We got the life of God in us. We are doing good things. We are believing God for better things, going further than we've ever been before, reaching higher than we've ever reached because God's a good God. Amen. How many like to be used by God? Oh, man. Nothing better than being the tool He pulls out of the box for, for the moment. Amen. Glory to God. Well, open your Bibles to Psalm 34. Thank you, Lord. You know, uh, we'll start in verse 8. Um, I was looking at different passages this week, and, and, I, and, I was, and I was thinking about this passage because it says, Taste and see. Taste and see. Now, now taste, that, that, would, that would say that you don't know what it tastes like. Right? Because he wouldn't say taste and see. If you knew what it tasted like, you wouldn't need to taste it. Right. Yeah. Amen? But th- this says you don't know what it tastes like. You know, there, all my life I was around a lady that told me God was good. She never told me anything different. Didn't matter what the situation was, what was happening in our household, what was going on between the family. It didn't matter. God was good. So I learned that God was good. But I didn't know the goodness of God. And see, this is what he's saying here. He's saying, I want you to taste and see for yourself. You've heard about how good I am. You, you've, 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 you've heard the stories. You've seen people give testimonies. You've watched different things happen. And, and you know in your mind how good I am. But I want your heart to experience my goodness. Amen? I want your heart to know. Because that's how you taste God. You taste Him with your heart. You let him in just a little bit. You know, when we were teach, when we start teaching Bible studies, we come back to come back to that a lot lately, hadn't I? But when we did, we had gotten a taste. We had gotten a little, and we got so excited. Amen. You, I mean, now I'm a food person, right? And when I taste something really good, it makes me happy. Amen. But I got to tell you, when my spirit first tasted that God was everything my mom had been telling me all my life, everything I'd heard on a cassette tape, everything that, that I'd heard in, through ministers, and when I heard that how good he was, and not only heard it, but I tasted it, I experienced it to such a level that it became part of my being, and it excited me. When you know God's good, you're, you will be excited, and when you get unexcited, all you got to do is think about it, and you'll get excited. Amen? Because, because God's goodness is exciting. And we would tell people about it. You know, I remember Brother Moore talking about giving away a set of tapes, and he couldn't believe that they... We used to give his stuff away right before he gave his stuff away. <laughs> And we couldn't believe it when we'd go back. We were just talking about this a week. We couldn't believe it. We'd go back a week later and say, man, did you listen to how good that was? And they said, no, we just hadn't had time yet. What was the difference? We had told them that God was good, but they didn't taste it yet. Right? And so to, to get them to taste it, you know, you're trying to get them to try it. If you, you know if you can just get them to try it, that it will change their life forever. Amen? And, and as we got people to try it, 
man, it started growing and people started coming. Why? Because they became as excited as we were and and began to desire to be around it, to hear more about it. Why? Because when you get something good, you want more. Right? I don't I don't want just enough. I want more than enough. Right? In in God and sometimes in food. <laughs> you know, when food's really good, what did I say the other day? Sometimes I get full before I'm done eating. With God, you should always get full before you're done eating. Amen? Because there's always more and you should always want more. You should leave the table wanting more. Amen? It says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in Him. You can taste His goodness, or, or let me rephrase that. You hear about His goodness, you won't trust Him. When you taste His goodness, you'll begin to trust Him. It doesn't require understanding. right? People say, well, if I just understood. No. Trust in God requires no understanding. Right? It, causes, it, it requires a taste. Right? If, if somebody made something really good and you ate it and it tasted good, would you immediately need to know what was in it or would you just want more of it? Right? Because as you eat it, you'll, you might get the recipe later, but all you want right now is more of it. But, well, and think about this. Mary, she's a perfect example. God came to her and said, you're going to have a baby. And she said, how, how can this be, Lord, seeing I have not known a man? Right? And the angel gives her a response. There's no way she understood that response. Right? She did. There's no way. She did. If she would have, she would have said, yeah, okay, I understand now. She didn't. She said, be it unto me according to your word. Why? I trust you. I trust you. I don't need to understand everything you just told me to believe you're good. Amen? And so many times in our lives, we forgo trust to try to get understanding, especially in faith circles. We need to know why. We need to know how. We need to know how many scriptures. What's the ingredients to catch a healing? You know, what, what's, what, what can I do to make sure this money comes in? How many times do I need to go to church? How many scriptures do I got to quote? None. You got to trust God and believe, which really are the same word. Amen? Because you can believe God's good without ever knowing how His goodness is going to work. Amen? Be it unto me. We, we should get used to saying, you know what? There's a song that, in fact, is I just listened to it this week. Um, let me think if I know it. Be it unto me, according to your word, according to your promises, I can stand secure. Carve upon my heart the words that make me free, according to your word, O Lord, be it unto me. You guys could sing that with me, couldn't you? Let's sing that. Be it unto me. According to your word, according to your promises, I can stand secure. Carve upon my heart the words that make me free. According to your word, O Lord, be it unto me. 
See, my mom was really good about always having a song to go with what she wanted you to know. So now I'm turning into my mom. I, I am the commercial. Where you turn into your parents. Only this is a good thing. Because she loved the Lord with all her heart. Loves the Lord with all her heart. Amen. I'm sure she's sitting right there close to him because she probably, he probably has to say, Pat, go on. Let somebody else come. <laughs> Glory to God. But, but those are words of trust. Those are words that bring us to a place of receiving. Amen. Paul, when he was on the ship, uh, and, the sh- and, the, and the Lord came to him, he sent the angel to him, and he said, you know, the, the ship's going to be lost, but the, but the crew, I'm going I'm to save the crew. Paul had no idea how that was going to happen, but he said, I believe it just like it was spoken. It didn't require understanding. It required trust in the Word of God. Amen? Un- when we begin to seek understanding before trust you're not going to find it. Trust will bring understanding. It will bring such a high level of understanding that the goodness, you'll taste it again. Amen? You, you will, you'll grab hold of more than you had before. And because the goodness of God and the understanding, you can't understand His goodness. The goodness you understand right now is so small compared to what He wants you to know. Amen? But He wants you to trust that He's good enough for whatever you would ever need. This, this trust is, you know, we've, we've taken it and we've made it into something that it's, that's hard. Right? Because, because why? Because the devil's going to immediately give you different opinions. Right? God said, by whose stripes you were healed. That's the word of God. You don't need to understand how that happened. You need to believe that it did. So you need to trust and receive. Amen? You don't, you don't need... Anything else except trust and receive. And the devil goes, well, but yeah, what about this person? You know, they were always on the front row, right? I don't know if you can trust that that's just the way it is. The devil doesn't want you to trust. Trust is faith. One of the words for faith is trust. He doesn't like it. The Old Testament word for faith is trust. Amen? Amen. And, 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 when, and when he sees, you know, think about Hezekiah. Hezekiah, it says, well, we can look. I actually pulled that verse just because it's so good. Was it uh, 2 Kings 18? Maybe. Yeah, 2 Kings 18.5. 2 Kings 18.5. And this says a lot about trust right here. It says, He trusted in the Lord God of Israel so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah nor any that were before him. Because he trusted the Lord, it, it set him apart from every other king that ruled his kingdom. Amen? And, and, and then as you go on through this, the king of Assyria is attacking and what he, what's the first thing he does? He tries to get the people not to trust the man that trusted God. Don't, don't trust Hezekiah. Don't trust the Lord. Who, who can deliver you from such a great army, such a great king? Don't trust. Why? Because he doesn't want that faith. He knows if they trust, 
he's dead. So he's got to get them. And that, see, that's what the devil knows. If you trust that God's a healer, if you believe that he loves you enough that he did this for you and me, and you receive it by faith, not by understanding, by faith, we want to gain understanding of the things we trust in, but we just want to trust that he's good. Amen? If you, just, if you just believe He's good and you won't let go of that, you'll understand a lot about Him. But if you have a point where you'll let go of it, well, I, know, I know they said He's good, but I saw this. And, and God could have changed that and He didn't. If God could have, He would have. People don't like that. But they just want to think that God could just change it at will. He chose to work through His Word. He chose to work through people. He chose your choice to make the difference in what happened in your life. If you choose to trust Him, you will be delivered. Amen? But what if you chose not to trust Him? Deliverance would not be there. Amen? Well, we better find a scripture for people looking at me funny. Let's look at uh, Psalm 28. Psalm 28:7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him and I am helped. What if it what if it said but I can't trust him? then I am helped wouldn't be in there. There's too many religious things going on that that tell people God's good, but then they pull it back with but. Right? They they pull it back with if. They pull it back with something else. There's got to be a condition. There's got to be something. He is good no matter what. Now, whether you walk in that goodness or experience that goodness, that relies on you. It doesn't say he made me trust him. It says I trusted him. You can't make somebody trust God. You have to choose to trust God. I had years and years of somebody telling me he was good, but I wasn't trusting him. I was trusting me. Why? Because I thought that would be more fun. It wasn't, by the way. It wasn't more fun at all. fact is, it was quite stupid. But... Our flesh wants us to trust in it. The devil wants us to trust in our flesh. The enemy wants to keep you back any way he can from faith, from trust, from hope. You know, he doesn't want you anywhere near those things. You know why? Because they're all suburbs of love. Right? When you have trust and hope, trust is a suburb of faith and hope, and faith and hope are a suburb of love. They're all the same city. You just have to start from love to get to them. Amen? And, and, and He doesn't want you anywhere near that. Because if you taste the love of God, your faith will increase. Your, your hope will soar. And your trust will be more firm than it ever was. But so many times we refuse to trust that love. The very love that saved you, you have to trust for more than your one-time salvation experience. It's your life. It's your life. It, it doesn't say, I trusted him once and he helped me. It says, I trust him, therefore I am helped. Yeah. 
In other words, how often am I helped? As often as I need help. He's he's not stingy with his help. As often as you trust him, that's how often he'll help you. And, And if we get to the place where trust is no longer our issue, in other words, we're, we're Mary. Be it unto me. Be it unto me. We're, we're, we're Peter. What do you, he said, throw your, throw your nets over here. And, and Peter's like, that's your word, Lord. Why? Because he didn't understand. He understood natural things, and he had already been fishing, and he'd already not caught anything. So the next step is, I don't understand, but at your word. According to your word. And see, that's, it, it didn't mean that he understood the word. He understood that he was good. He understood that he, is, he had power. He understood that that was Jesus. He didn't understand who Jesus was at that time or all about him, right? He didn't, they didn't know. They didn't know that day that that was the Messiah. They didn't know. But they knew enough that when he spoke, they said, I'm going to trust him. Amen? And, and, and that's a big deal. That's a big deal because if you can just say, I trust you, Lord, you're on your way to whatever you're believing for. Amen? In, in the complete Jewish Bible, it, it exchanges the word believe for trust. In the complete Jewish Bible. It, it changes, it, it says, uh, trust is the substance of things hoped for. Literally, so that's how it says it. Uh, when it, in Mark 11, 23, 24, it says, trust in the Lord. Well, no, it doesn't. It says, have faith in God. And then as you go on, it says, uh, when it says believe, you receive. It says, trust that you receive. That's literally what it says. It says, trust that you receive. And, and trust is, is a confidence. It's a certainty and assurance that you will get what, you're, what you are asking for or what you're speaking in that particular instance, that was, that was actually the prayer verse where it says, ask, when you stand praying, ask, and then trust that you receive, and you shall have whatever you ask. Amen? And, and so what we've what we got to bring that back to is trust is faith. Trust is part of faith. Trust is believing. Trust is an unyielding adherence and, and a clinging to God, no matter what you understand. Amen? Because it's not, if we try to get our understanding around, you're going to get understanding if you trust Him. Amen? Because His Word and His, He wants you to understand it because the more you understand about it, the more there is to understand. You'll never understand everything there is about God because it's always going to be more. Amen? But this trust is very important because it can pull you away because you're trusting something. Right? Look at, look at Psalm 118. You're trusting something. Some, some, you know, whether you're trusting you or whether you're trusting God, you're trusting something. In Psalm 118, verse 8, it says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Now, if say I went to somebody, say, say Dave came to me and he said, I'm going to mow your lawn. And I trusted him said, I trust you 100%. He said, he, Dave's word says he's going to mow my lawn. And then Wes comes along, gets me, there's no way Dave is mowing your lawn. 
Now, I got two choices now. I can either trust what I heard, or I can change and make that a lie and call this the truth. Amen? Now, with God, he, if he says he's going to do something, it's a for certainty. Now, if Dave actually told me he's going to move on, I know he would because his word is good. I'd say you're crazy, but no. <laughs> but, but with God, we do that. With God, he says he, he gives us his word, and, and according to his word, it should be unto you. But then the devil's going to say, well, there's no way that can happen, and he'll reason it out. And if you'll allow your mind to, to let that reasoning come, oh, yeah. right? You know, there are things that going to the doctor, this will be a good one for the faith circles because people in faith circles, if you were anything like me, I didn't have faith not to go to the doctor. I had a fear that I wanted to have faith not to go to the doctor, <laughs> right? Which is not faith, by the way, <laughs> right? I mean, literally, and, and I've went lately, right? Hi, doc. He's probably watching tonight. Th- thank God I got a doctor that watches church. But my faith wasn't in not going to the doctor. My fear was I don't want to go to the doctor, so I'm going to act like I'm in faith. I wasn't trusting anything. I was trusting in my flesh. I was trusting in what I didn't want to do, not what I could do. If you're going to go to the doctor, trust God and go. Don't, don't go and trust God. Trust God and go. Amen? And I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. I'm saying don't be afraid to go to the doctor. Why? Because you got His Word ahead of you. But when you're in fear, you're not trusting God for, for sustainment, for sustenance, for being sustained. I was looking for my professorish word. Sustainedness. Right? You're not looking to be kept. You're looking... You're, you're hoping that you're not sick. That, that's what it is. Really, when you're afraid of the doctor, what you're really is you're hoping you're not sick. But instead of going to find out whether you're sick or not, you're afraid, so you just stay home. Right? That's not faith. And it won't keep you. Now, if you can get in faith that I don't need to go, I'm good, and you're in your heart, you're convinced, and you trust God that you don't need to, and God, because at that point, you have a work. I don't need to go. I'm good. If I needed to, I'd go. No fear. Right? Faith. Because it, too many times when we're not going, we're not in faith. So you're actually out there on your own. You're actually out there on your own. You're not trusting anything. Which I don't know how we got off on all that. Because that's not in the notes. But, but, but we want to trust. We want, we want to trust God and do what He says to do. According to His Word is how it's going to be to you. And you can't make up His Word. It's not up to you what His Word says. It's according to His Word. And it's not just according to what's in this book. It's according to what He tells you. Amen? If He tells you this is the direction to go and you go this way, you can't trust that you're going to be okay. Why? Because you're trusting in man. The, the main man that tr- people trust in is themselves. It's not someone else. It's themselves. Right? The, the person that has led me astray all the times in my life has been me. 
right? I've ne- I, n- I never followed someone else. I chose to follow. So it was me that still led me astray. You can't blame. You're not going to go before God and say, they really led me astray. He's going to go, no. No, son, I was telling you all along. You just didn't trust what I said. Amen? Yeah, because our flesh is our enemy. It's the enemy of God. It's going to try and reason you out of your trust in who He is. And, and that's what He's saying. saying, it's better to put trust in the Lord than to put confidence in men. Amen? Don't put confidence in men. And then it says it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Well, here's a touchy subject in the church today. Guess what? No matter who's in office, trust God. No matter what's going on, trust God. No matter what bill they say is coming before the sin, trust God. There's not going to be a day where trust God doesn't work. Except for the day that you go the, go the other way first. And then it still worked. You just weren't near it. Right? It's like saying, I didn't get any rain. Sure, we, sure you did. It rained in my house today. Right? <laughs> now where you were, it might have rained. Why? Because you weren't at my house. God's saying, I'm right here. You can trust what I just said if you follow me. But if you're going to go your own way, if you're going to rely on the fl- or on man, or you're going to rely on politics or the government or whatever else is going on in the world, then you're going to get off base. You're going to get off base because it blinds you. Right? Remember Jeremiah 17? It says, cursed is the man. Put it up there, Jeremiah, what, 17? Five, maybe. <clears throat> Try seventeen five. It's not. We'll get caught. There we go. Look at that. When you're a professor, these things just stick in your head, just like that. Whew! I'm so smart. The smart people call me smart. <laughs> I'm trusting God every minute. <laughs> Thus saith the Lord: Cursed be the man that trusts in man. And again, the number one man you're going to trust in is you. We make ourselves our own provider. We make ourselves our own uh, everything, everything we are. We make ourselves that. We teach ourselves. We reason ourselves. We make our, when we make the arm of the flesh what keeps us, what sustains us, what, what drives us, right? You ever seen, you know, if you look at somebody in the world that doesn't know God, they're being driven this way. And really, their faith is called worry. Right? The world's faith is worry. They figure if they worry enough and work enough and stress enough that they can make everything work out. That's why God said, don't worry. He said, worry's not going to help you. Right? He said, I'll take care. He said, put me first. What? Trust me. Put me first, trust me, and all these things will be added. But, but curse is the man that trusts in man and makes flesh his arm and who departs, who, whose heart departs. Why? Where are you going to trust? In your heart. And if you're trusting in man, your heart departed from God. You can't trust both. Right? Well, we're all over Matthew 6 tonight, aren't we? You, you can't trust both. And, and so once your heart departs from the Lord, verse 6, He'll be like a heath, which we've discussed this before. We're not sure what a heath is. I don't think you want to be one, right? Because it's in the desert, first of all. That's hot. 
So you don't want to be a Heath. And I'm not saying something bad about somebody's name. If your name's Heath, you're not a Heath. You are Heath. All right? You are Heath. You're not a Heath. And I love you, Heath. Okay? All you Heaths out there, love you. <laughs> Get cards and letters for stuff like that. <laughs> be like a Heath in the desert. He shall not see when good comes. In other words, good can be all around him, but because of where his trust is, he can't see it. Because he's trusting in the flesh. The flesh can't see good. So what it does is it blinds you. It blinds you to the good things that are going on. But why? Because you're so busy trying to do your own thing, which isn't good, that you can't see good. And so you've blinded yourself, and and you can't see it when it comes, but shall inhabit... What's it saying? You're you're not even going to get to the good places. But, in verse 7, blessed is the man that what? Trusts in God. Now see, a lot of people would like to leave that out. They just say, I'm blessed. Are you? You must be trusting in God. Right? Because this says, blessed is the man that trusts in God. Well, yeah, you're blessed. You're trusting. I must be saying you're you're trusting God. Because this says, blessed is the man that trusts God. What does it say? Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts Him. So if we say blessed then we're saying right there, we're trusting God. Trusting God brings on, it opens you up to the goodness of God. Amen? When you trust Him, He's able to pour into you all the things that He wanted to in the first place. Deliverance. It says they trusted God and He delivered them. The blessed is the man that trusts God and whose hope the Lord is. That word hope is a, is a suburb Actually, trust is a suburb of hope, right? They're connected. You can't disconnect them. Blessed is the man that trusts the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. In other words, everything, all your trust, if God fails, that's the only way you're going to fail. Guess what? You ain't never failing because God ain't never failing. And see, when we trust in this, We have a confidence, and people will say you're arrogant. No, you're not arrogant. You're very humble because you had to yield yourself to get to this place. If you didn't yield yourself, you'll never get to this place. You've got to humble yourself and say, I trusted my flesh, and it got me nowhere, but God is good. I can trust Him. I can set my hope on Him. I I can look to Him for everything in my life and trust that everything's going to be good. Amen? And it says, keep going on there, wherever we were. He, he shall be. What will he be like, the one that trusts God? He'll be like a tree planted by the waters that spreads out her roots by the river. And he, shall, he won't see trouble. The people who trust in the flesh, they can't see good. People that trust in God, there is no trouble. Why? Because... You're trusting in God, and He's bigger than any trouble you're going to come up against. When, when we yield to the fear of trouble, we quit trusting God. Amen? And, I, and you guys have probably never done it, but I have. Like, I'm, I'm going along, and everything seems to be going good, and all of a sudden something hits me. And before I think, I'm not trusting God, but I'm looking for how, how do we get out of this. You know how you get out of it? Trust God. But, I, but I, I, I'm too quick. And I say, okay, what do we need to do this? And can we do this? And 
And then I, I go to Miss Morrison. Well, maybe we didn't. She says, would you stop? <laughs> well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to pray. We're going to get an answer. And we're going to trust God. And we're like, huh. I wonder why I didn't think of that. Because <laughs> I was too busy looking, for, looking at the arm of the flesh. How can I fix it? What can I do? Well, I already proved for years and years what I could do. I, I'm a proven failure without God. Right? And, and I don't want to be a proven success without God. I was a proven failure without God. My successes were failures. Why? Because they, had no, they were selfish and without love, and they, they had no good direction, and they didn't care about anybody except Dave. So you, without God, you have no love. And without love, you have no success. Your success is a failure. Because you don't know how to handle the goodness that you've been handed. Why? Because you can't see it. You can't see it. Amen? This is good. Huh. Didn't plan on it all going this way, but it's been really good. Lord helps us. Amen? Look at Psalm 5. Psalm 5, verse 12, 11. Sorry, 11. Psalm 5, 11. But let everyone rejoice. Is that what that says? Huh? No, it says, but let those that put their trust in God. Right? If you're not putting your trust in God, you've got no reason to rejoice because you're in trouble. Right? See, see and, and this isn't hard. This is what he's telling you. He said, just trust me. Can't you just see the Father standing there and just saying, just trust me. Just trust me. You're going to make it through this. I'm going to make sure you do. That's like Hezekiah. He, he, he wouldn't even let him talk to these people. He said, we're going to make it. Trust me. Trust God. God's told me. And, and they didn't even have to fight. Right? They didn't even have to fight. He came in and killed hundreds of thousands of them overnight. And they ran back home. Why? Because he trusted God. Amen? When we trust God, we can rejoice. When we trust God, we can shout. It says, but, but let all those that, that put their trust in you rejoice. Let all those that put their trust in you shout. Why? Because you're my defender. That's a good reason to shout, right? If I, put, if I don't put my trust in him i don't know him as defender but when i put my trust in him now i know him as my defense he he's my shield he's my buckler he's my fortress he's my refuge he's my defense amen and and if he's your defense you that you had to trust to get that remember what it says in psalm 91 if you look uh, what is it psalm 91 verse 2 put that up there real quick we're getting a lot of verses david and the psalmist wrote about trust on a high level. They wrote about it all the time. It says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God. And then he says, in Him I will trust. Why? Because He's my fortress. He's my God. In Him I will trust. And then if you read the next verses, they're all based on His trust in God. They're all based in His trust. And then it goes down to a place where it says, because He's loved me at the end. This is, I will save the Lord. He's my refuge. He is my fortress. My God. 
What are, what are you saying? This is what I'm putting my faith in. This is what I'm counting on. I'm not counting on what I can do. I don't, I'm not counting on what the government can do. I'm not counting on who's in office. I'm not counting on how big the army is. I'm not counting on how much money I have or, or my, my retirement plan. I'm counting putting my trust in God. Why? Because He won't fail you. He will never fail you. He's a good God. He does good things and he, and he can't stop. He can't not do good things. He, he, he won't. Not only won't, He can't. Amen? Amen. Look at Proverbs 30, verse 5. It says, Every word of God is pure and he's a shield to everyone. No, he's a shield to those who trust him. Now, now, you know, we're making this like it singles people out. It doesn't single anybody out. Everybody that is born again trusted God. Or you're not born again. Right? Even, even if you want to look at the, at the uh, complete Jewish Bible of that verse. It says, for God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. Actually, it doesn't say it exactly like that. I don't think we have the complete Jewish anymore, do we? But it says that whosoever trusts in him would not perish but have everlasting life. It actually changes those words too, but that's the basic principle of it. Amen? So at some point, to be saved, if you go to Romans 10, look at, look at Romans 10. Romans 10, verse 9 says that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe, trust in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It's the same word, trust. And in the complete Jewish Bible, it changes the word believe to trust. People say, well, maybe they got it wrong. <laughs> if you're looking for a reason not to believe, you can find one. Right? I've sat in church and not believed. You know, people say, well, I was in church. I should have heard it. You know what? You can, you can not believe in church as well as you can believe. It's, it's a matter of heart. It's a matter of what you desire when you come here. It's a matter of who, who you're seeking when you get there. Are you, are you seeking uh, something from man or are you seeking something from God? And do you believe that only one man could tell it when it, God's the only one that can speak anyway? Right? Well, I was just hoping somebody else would pray for me. Maybe God will speak through me, huh? <laughs> Could happen. <laughs> Happens all the time. And I'm thankful because you don't want to hear from me. You don't want to hear. You only want to hear from God. Amen? Every, every word of God is pure, and He's a shield unto them that put their trust in Him. He, he is your defense he, he, he's, what, he's what keeps the arrows, the, the fiery darts from hitting you when you trust Him. When you put your trust in God, you can be, you can be doing other things. Why? Because He's got you here. What's he, he's saying, you serve me, I'll take care of this. Amen? And, and that's a good thing. That's a good way to be, right? That, that's the best way to be. 
And, and, and when we look at things that way, when we see things differently, when, when we choose to trust Him rather than trust our flesh or rather than listen to the options. You know, was it Elijah? He said, how long will you halt between two opinions? And what, what were they saying? He said, how long are you going to trust <laughs> or not trust anybody? You know, you put a little here, put a little there. And basically what they're doing is they're, they're, they're putting themselves in danger because what they really are doing is trusting in anything but God. Amen? But, but when, we, when we set our face to trust Him, without understanding, without any... When, when the Word says, I sent my Word and healed you and saved you from all your destructions, you don't need to, to get every theological idea of what that means you need to say just like mary be it unto me be it unto me according to your word now i'll i'll take that lord i trust you i trust your word every word you say is pure and it's a shield to me because i'm trusting you amen when when we look at these things when when we when we when we seek god when we when we look to just trust him without any understanding of why because you don't need if he says go you don't need the next word right well you might because you need to know where to go <laughs> you might need to know what time to go there but you can stop at go and say okay we're going we don't know where yet but we're going and you don't have to know where yet. Then you can say, okay, Lord, where am I going? And then you got to trust Him that when He says where you're going, you're going to be okay with it, or you'll reason yourself out of it. Well, that can't be God because He wouldn't have me go there because they don't have a job like what I want there. They don't, they don't have the house I want there. My kids are way over there. He wouldn't want me to move away from my kids. <laughs> he might. Because he might just make a way for you to get back to him. Right? He might give you time to do other things and serve him. Right? It's, it's not about understanding. It's about trusting. And when we trust him, he'll give you understanding of why. There's been many things in my life, and I don't know about you guys, but God would say do them. And if I, if I said yes and I did them and I just trusted him, then as I went, I began to understand. Okay, Lord, yeah. Oh, wow. I would have missed that had I not done this. Right? Or what if, oh, Lord, I wouldn't have this today had I not trusted you here. And, and that's what he said. You've got to trust me here before you'll see what happens here. Why? Because those who trust in the Lord, yeah, they have a shield. They have a refuge. They have a good God. They, they taste of Him. They get to see What's going on? They, they get to see the goodness. Why? Because they're not blinded. They're not a heath in the desert. They're, they're a tree by the water. That's what we want to be is a tree by the water. You know how you get there? You trust Him. You trust Him. And, and when you trust Him, He makes you stand. He gives you the ability. It's not you doing it. All you had to do was say, Lord, I believe you're good. I don't know everything about what you've got going on, but I believe you're good. And I believe you know exactly what's best for me, and I believe you can use me in any capacity you want if I'll follow you. So I choose to trust you. 
Amen? It's good stuff. Glory to God. Psalm 31. We might be getting close to closing. We don't want to trust in things around us. We want to trust in the God that put the things around us. Amen? Um, you know, it said in Psalm, it said, some trust in horses, some trust in chariots. Well, the Lord gave you the horses and the chariots, but he didn't say trust in them. He said trust in the one that gave them. Right? Trust in the name of the Lord our God. And when, when we continue to put our trust in the right place, we'll have everything we need to do our job, to do what he's called us to do in the earth. We won't be missing things because we won't be we won't be short of anything that we're require that we would require to do what he's called us to do. But but to but to follow the call, you have to first trust him. The first thing you got to do is trust him. Amen. Psalm thirty one verse nineteen. Oh how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for those. For them that fear thee. Hmm. And then you could say it again because it's the beginning of the next sentence too. Oh, how great is thy goodness which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. So not only does he want you to trust him, he wants people to know you trust him. He wants your trust. That, that is being a light. That is shining so that they can see your good works and glorify God because they know you couldn't do it on your own. Amen? Um, my, my younger brother was talking to a guy that I played drums with in the ninth grade. And no, I don't drum, so you'll ask me if I haven't played since the ninth grade. And I'll leave that alone. <laughs> Needless to say, he asked my younger brother what I was doing now. And he told him what I was doing. And he said, I would have never guessed that. <laughs> God can do good stuff when you trust him. And, and one day, everything my mom said, all of a sudden I said, Lord, I don't understand everything she said, but I do believe it's true and I trust you. And all of a sudden I began to see things differently. And we began to get excited about how things were going and, and, and who we could now trust. And, and it wasn't the God that was way out here anymore. It was the God that was right here. It was the one that would shield you and refuge you. And he put you under his wing. Why? Because you trusted him. Amen? You trusted him under his wing. And, and all of a sudden, life changed. Why? Because I no longer was blinded. I was not a heath in the desert anymore. I was somebody that could now see good because I had tasted good. Amen? And, and when we do that, we, we, we see how great His goodness is, how great the good things He has for you, the great, how great the good things He wants you to do. It's not just about what you have. It's about what He has for you. And I'm not talking about cars and houses. I'm talking about a work that ministers to somebody that pulls them out of drugs or gets them out of jail or saves their soul so they're not going to hell anymore or shows them how good God actually is. And they, they come and repent. Why? Because they saw and tasted the goodness of God. They saw your light. And it changed their life. Amen? Because that's what that goodness is about. Yeah, you're going to have stuff because He's a good Father. 
He, he's, he wants you to have good stuff, but He doesn't want good stuff to have you. Why? Because then you'll be too busy to do what He's called you to do. You won't be trusting Him. You'll be doing other things. There's not a day where we quit trusting Him. We wake up every morning and we trust Him. And we do what He's called us to do. And, and we move as He says, not as we desire. And when we do that, we'll always be at the right place, at the right time, around the right people, with the right things to say, with, with, with all the equipment it takes to bless them or to help them or whatever they need. Right? Because you trusted God. All we, do, all we have to do is decide that we trust. We trust God. Amen? And, and Brother Moore's song, actually, with the verse, is what we're going to sing. Because it, it, it is completely about this trust. Amen? Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He delivers those that trust Him. Amen? And see, He's already healed you. So all you do is trust that He's already healed you. You know, salvation wasn't new when you got it. He'd already saved you. He'd done everything that would ever be necessary to save you, to save me. And because He did, all we had to do is trust in that Word and receive. Trust and receive. Amen? Sing it, Chef. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you, Lord, I do. 